1: That's audible.com/wonderypod or text wonderypod to 500 500.
2: Tonight, California wildfires are out of control, threatening to decimate an American industry. Nearly 17,000 firefighters facing fatigue, battling 23 major fires. High winds and extreme heat create impossible conditions. The smoke so thick, helicopters and planes prevented from fighting the fires.
3: Today's wind event has caused this fire to explode. These flames are about 20 feet high. Strike teams are here on foot trying to put these flames out before the wind picks up even more. There are no airdrops right now because the smoke is too thick.
2: Economic despair. New jobless claims break records, and now nearly 180 million are at risk of having their water and power shut off. So why can't Congress reach a deal? The new COVID hotspot. Wisconsin sees a record number of deaths as hospitals approach capacity, plus calls for the president to cancel his two weekend rallies in the battleground state. Vaccine side effects, high fevers, headaches, and exhaustion, what some volunteers are experiencing. Any regrets? No, none at all. A troubling new report on military suicides. A top general tells us what's being done to support our armed forces. Chrissy Teigen and John Legend open up about a very personal loss, how sharing their story could help millions. And a moment fit for a homecoming king and queen, the sibling bond that can inspire us all.
3: This is the CBS Evening
0: News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin with breaking news. Those urgent new red flag warnings in Northern California as a dangerous and deadly blaze there is growing by the minute. At times, throwing fire 20 feet into the air. At least four people have died and more than 80,000 have already been evacuated. And there are fears tonight that gusty winds will now push the already fast-moving flames toward even more towns in the Napa Valley. What's now being called the Glass Fire has been Through California's wine country since Sunday, wiping out as many as a dozen wineries there. And with temperatures now a record breaking 23 degrees above average, firefighters worry that conditions will only get worse in the coming days. Now, that fire is just one of two dozen now burning across California, torching thousands of homes and businesses as it turns memories into piles of ash. There's a lot of new reporting to get to tonight on our broadcast. We've got a team of correspondents covering it all. CBS's Jonathan Zvigliogli is going to lead off our coverage reporting tonight from the hard-hit Napa Valley in Northern California.
3: Tonight, a desperate battle to save California's wine country and the worst fears of firefighters. Hot dry, fierce winds are back. Today's wind event has caused this fire to explode. These flames are about 20 feet high. Strike teams are here on foot trying to put these flames out before the wind picks up even more. There are no airdrops right now because the smoke is too thick. We embedded with fire crews waiting for the smoke to thin to wage an assault from the sky. And this is what backup looks like. This helicopter now able to grab water to drop on those flames. But with the glass fire again raging, more homes are in its path. The town of Angwin already evacuated, now a new fiery front line. This dramatic video showing what firefighters are up against. Nearly 17,000 now on the fire lines, crews coming from as far away as Israel. Another disaster scene here in our state. It's been a remarkable year. The nearly nonstop firefight in the West continues to take a toll. Still, the battle continues. Signs of gratitude are everywhere. So are the losses. More than a dozen vineyards, including this one.
4: Because we took almost 15 years to build
3: this project. It's my dream castle, my dream Napa Valley thought the worst was over, but it may not have arrived yet. The wind will pick up overnight. And, Nora, we travel with these fire command radios in part for our safety, but they have been going off nonstop. Reports of people trapped in their homes, buildings on fire, and requests for water drops, and simply not enough firefighters to respond.
2: Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. Let's turn now to 2020. America decides with the election just 33 days away. There's new data tonight that Republicans have registered more new voters than Democrats in several key states, including Florida and Pennsylvania. And that's one reason Joe Biden's campaign is starting in-person canvassing and door knocking in at least four states. CBS's Ben Tracy now with more on the campaign, including news on the next debates. And really
5: Tonight, the Trump campaign is accusing the nonpartisan presidential debate commission of favoring Joe Biden, warning it not to make changes such as a mute button to keep the candidates from interrupting.
4: Folks, do you have
5: any An idea what this is doing? The White House is still struggling to explain why President Trump did not quickly and clearly denounce white supremacy.
6: He has condemned white supremacy more than any president in modern history
5: but at a rally in Duluth Wednesday night the president went all in on his race-tinged rhetoric
6: biden will
4: turn minnesota into a refugee camp this time about refugees overwhelming public resources overcrowding schools and inundating your hospitals with
5: chance of lock her up President Trump went after Minnesota Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, herself a Somali refugee, inferring the naturalized citizen is not a real American, calling the U.S. our country. Then she tells us how to run our country. Can you believe it? Omar called President Trump a white supremacist who thinks Somali refugees are worthless. The Trump campaign is pushing ahead with two rallies in Wisconsin this weekend, despite the administration's own task force calling Wisconsin a red zone, where coronavirus is spiking and social distancing should be used to the maximal degree possible. And CBS News has learned an internal DHS document given to Acting Secretary Chad Wolf defended 17-year-old Trump supporter Kyle Rittenhouse. He was charged with first-degree homicide for shooting protesters in Kenosha, Wisconsin, in August. The briefing document claimed Rittenhouse took his rifle to the scene of the rioting to help defend small business owners. Now, the next presidential debate will be in two weeks, and it's going to be a town hall style format with questions from voters. Both candidates say they will participate And while President Trump's campaign doesn't want any changes to the format. Joe Biden said tonight that he's actually open to this idea of a mute button to lessen the interruptions. Nora.
2: All right, Ben Tracy at the White House. Thank you. The pandemic continues to take a terrible toll on the economy and American workers. Today, we learned another 837,000 unemployment claims were filed in the last week. Congress is still trying to agree on trillions more in stimulus. And today is the worst day of layoffs in the history of American aviation. Here's CBS's Chris Van Cleave.
7: When Julie Gilbert was badly burned in the fire that killed her 23-year-old son, her work as a flight attendant was there. When her husband died of brain cancer... She again relied on work.
8: I am so happy every time I put my uniform on.
7: But when she woke up this morning, Gilbert was without the work she loves, furloughed because of the pandemic.
8: I will lose my insurance for myself and my children, and I will lose um, probably my home.
7: She's among 45,000 airline workers set to be furloughed or laid off starting today after Congress failed to agree on a COVID relief package with additional airline aid. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi negotiated by phone today with Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin, while both sides pointed fingers. People facing layoffs is because of Nancy Pelosi. We want an agreement, but it's got to meet the needs
5: of the American people.
7: And across America, job losses continue, Disney laying off 28,000. 3800 more at Allstate. Amtrak set to cut about 2000 jobs and the cruise industry remains in dry dock for at least another month. Tonight 179 million Americans now risk having their power or water shut off as bills pile up. Bans on disconnections expire in eight states this month. Gilbert admits she's worried but is pushing ahead.
8: I'll find something else. I'm resilient. I'm a survivor. I'm a fighter.
7: Tonight Southwest CEO warned employees without additional government aid his airline may also have to consider furloughs something Southwest has never done. United and American say they could reverse their 31,000 furloughs if there is a deal soon. The time is running out. The House is set to go on recess until November tomorrow. Nora. So
2: tough for so many families. Chris Van Cleve, thank you. We turn now to some breaking news just coming in from Amazon. The internet retail giant just announced that nearly 20,000 of its frontline employees have tested positive for the coronavirus since the pandemic began. Now, the news comes as we're learning more about the race for a vaccine and some side effects that trial volunteers are experiencing. Here's CBS's Meg Oliver.
8: In Wisconsin, so far today, 21 more deaths were reported, prompting Governor Tony Evers to implore residents to stay home.
7: This is a
4: grave, dark reminder for all of us in our state that COVID-19
6: isn't over.
8: Some hospitals are reaching 95% patient capacity, and health officials may soon turn to this temporary hospital outside Milwaukee to handle any overflow. In Connecticut, an outbreak at a nursing home near Hartford has led to 56 cases. New York City today saw a spike in cases in 20 neighborhoods, according to the governor, which could be the result of recent religious holidays. And today, the first high school in the city shut down for 14 days after two cases were reported. Meanwhile, this Sunday's NFL game between the Titans and Steelers was postponed after 11 Titans players and staff tested positive for the virus. As scientists race toward developing a vaccine and some trials have entered the critical phase three, there have been reports of some participants feeling side effects. What have the side effects been like?
2: After the first injection,
6: I just had some mild body aches for about half the day. And after the second one, it was about a whole day of a low-grade fever and more severe body aches. And I took
8: some more um, Advil, and I felt fine the next day. Any regrets? No, none at all today, Dr. Anthony Fauci told members of Congress that the, the number of COVID cases among Latinos is an extraordinary problem, one that vaccine makers are trying to address. Here at Hackensack University Medical Center, a Moderna testing site, more than 30 percent of their volunteers are Latinos. Nora.
2: Meg Oliver, thank you. Tonight, Democrats are accusing President Trump of attempting to intimidate voters and spark violence after he suggested during the debate that his supporters show up as poll watchers on Election Day. CBS News Chief Washington Correspondent Major Garrett has our series America Decides 2020. Counting your vote.
9: Texas Governor Greg Abbott today signed an order allowing poll watchers at mail ballot drop-off sites. This comes just two days after the president said this at the debate.
4: I'm urging my supporters to go into the polls and watch very carefully because that's what has to happen. What he meant is unclear.
9: Poll watchers are a recognized legitimate part of elections in most states. Typically, one from each party ensures rules are being followed at polling places and reports any election day irregularities. If the president was suggesting his supporters crash polling locations like the one you see behind me here in Arlington, Virginia, that is simply not permitted. Not now or on Election Day. Nevada Attorney General Aaron Ford. And that was an advocacy for voter intimidation. And we will not allow that to happen in my state. And we will prosecute it if you see it. Absolutely.
4: They were thrown out. They weren't allowed to watch. You know why? Because bad things happen in Philadelphia.
9: Mr. Trump was likely referring to to this video. Please leave. Why am I leaving? Please leave. Purportedly showing a Trump campaign official being told to leave Philadelphia's board of elections. The Trump campaign wrote a letter threatening to sue heavily Democratic Philadelphia, which this week opened seven satellite election offices for voters to register and return absentee ballots. These are not considered polling locations, so poll watchers aren't welcome.
8: There are no poll watchers yet. Um, Those are officially appointed just usually a few days before Election Day, and they literally don't exist now. The Trump
9: campaign tells us it hopes to have as many as 50,000 poll watchers by Election Day. There is training involved. The Biden campaign says it will also recruit poll watchers, but, Nora, it did not specify a target number.
2: All right, Major, thank you. Tonight, the military has released some troubling figures showing a steady rise in suicides. In the Army, suicides are up by nearly a third this year, and that's triggered a major effort to find out why and how to reverse that trend. Here's CBS's David Martin.
4: Staff Sergeant Jason Lowe was a paratrooper with the Elite 82nd Airborne. In August, he took his own life, leaving his heartbroken father struggling for answers.
5: Not an indication one that anything was wrong. And I, and I, I, it's just, we're still shocked. We have no idea.
4: And that's the worst part. Jason Lowe was one of 15 suicides at Fort Bragg this year, by far the leading cause of death there, part of an alarming 30% spike in suicides among all active-duty soldiers. We noticed in the month of April an increase in the number of suicides, and we decided to take action. General Joseph Martin is the Army's vice chief of staff. Do you think uh, COVID has anything to do with what's happening? It is too early to tell. Whatever the cause, Martin says the Army has to recognize when a soldier is struggling. Everybody's got a breaking point. The question is, who's going to be able to see when we're getting close to that breaking point and say, Hey, I think you need some help. Tom Lowe was close to his son, but didn't see it coming. So he's not sure what the Army can do, except it has to do something. When you see that many suicides, you can't help but say no, not enough being done. This year at Fort Bragg, three times more soldiers have died by suicide than were killed by the enemy. David Martin, CBS News, the Pentagon.
2: A reminder, there is help out there. Support is pouring in tonight for celebrity couple Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. In a heartbreaking post overnight, Teigen revealed that she suffered a pregnancy loss, calling this the darkest of days. And she's not alone. As many as 10 to 15 percent of confirmed pregnancies are lost. Tonight, CBS's Jamie Ucas explains how the couple's openness is helping others.
6: There you have it. it. Model Chrissy Teigen is known for her viral and candid social content, like announcing her third pregnancy with singer John Legend. Look at this third baby. She recently accidentally revealed the baby's gender.
8: The baby's really, really healthy
7: and he's big. He's probably good.
6: But her latest post showed a devastated Tegan in the hospital after the couple lost their baby, named Jack, nearly halfway through their pregnancy. On this darkest of days, Tegan tweeted, "Driving home from the hospital with no baby. How can this be real?" Anybody that loses a baby, my heart just breaks and goes out to them. Amber Goodyear lost her baby Silas at seven and a half months.
7: And I was going home without my baby. It was a horrible.
6: Why did you feel it was necessary to take pictures? All I have are those pictures to keep him alive in my world. Last night, John Legend tweeted, We love you, Jack. And as the family grieves, Tegan wrote, We will hug and love each other harder and get through it. Jamie Yukis, CBS News, Los Angeles.
2: It is the most terrible of griefs, and so our hearts and prayers are with all who suffered such a loss. We end tonight in Bismarck, North Dakota, where a crowning achievement was doubly special.
8: Hi, Nora. (laughs) He has a winning smile
2: and infectious personality. Number 72, Riley Fogarty. Riley, a high school senior, is the biggest booster for his high school football team. So Riley, tell me about your sister Ellie. She's kind and unique. And twin sister Ellie is his biggest cheerleader.
6: Riley and I have been pretty much besties since the get-go.
2: Riley, who is autistic, has special needs and special gifts.
6: I think Riley has taught everyone a lot about acceptance, mm-hmm. and he's taught people how to see beyond differences.
2: Demons, homecoming king. So Ellie was busting with pride when Riley was crowned homecoming king.
6: Riley when they called his name, I just lost it. I freaked out. I was so ecstatic. What did some of
2: your classmates tell you is the reason they wanted Riley as homecoming king?
6: They said it would just be really awesome to see him so happy. Yeah, they present. said it would
1: really be awesome.
6: Did any of the classmates tell you how they felt?
2: Felt good, pretty powerful, pretty proud. But there was one more secret, and Ellie never saw it coming. <laughs>
6: Everyone was looking at me and cheering. I was like, "Wait!" And then I feel the crown on my head, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I just won!"
2: A king and queen whose reign brought sunshine.
6: She's my sister. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Fraternal twins teaching the world about brotherly love. Isn't that just the best story? It just—it just is. There's such a wonderful set of twins. Tomorrow, CBS's Steve Hartman with a toddler and his best friend. Yes, it's a skeleton. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey.